Welcome to a dopamine kit. Yes, another ADHD podcast. We're your hosts, Sparky and Shell. Join us each week and we can hyper-focus together on all things ADHD. This is our journey to diagnosis, the challenges, frustrations and humour that come when living with ADHD as adults. Let the interrupting begin! <laughs> Hello everyone and welcome to episode 86 of a dopamine kit. Today we're going to be talking about all things ADHD and therapy. Therapy! Therapy can be a very valuable and effective tool for individuals that have ADHD and the reason that we're talking about therapy this week is because Shell's not long finished her therapy so we thought while she remembers it we'll talk about it because you've had some therapy haven't you Shell um, and we've spoke about CBT and we've touched upon other types of therapy before. Um, but we haven't actually talked about general therapy and what actually what other things that you can do to help manage your symptoms of ADHD. So what we're going to do this week is we're just going to do like a sort of question and answer thing. So I'll just ask Shell some questions um, and then we can get to grips with what actually helped you, what didn't help you, what you felt about therapy. And if you try that therapy again or try something else, and I guess along the way, we'll just have a conversation. And so the first thing is, what kind of therapy did you have and why did you decide to go for therapy? Uh, So it was actually my psychiatrist that suggested it um, because I was having, well, I had a lot of issues around medication. I was really stressed about medication and he thought therapy might help sort of unpick that a little bit um, and also I was having a lot of issues at the time with um, dissociation it got really bad and whereas the, the medication did help that a little bit um, he again thought getting to the root cause of that might do more than just the drugs um, so he actually suggested a psychologist who is who sort of works within the same um, company so Um, I think that's different to normal therapy or traditional therapy because she's trained in quite a few different areas. So it wasn't like one standard um, protocol that I did. Like she she brings in bits from lots of different types of therapies and changes the session according to your needs at the time. Did you find that... Going to therapy helped you in any way? I definitely did at the beginning. Um, It was really useful to organise my thoughts, I guess. Get everything. Um, My thoughts are often quite scattered. Like, um, you know, when you see um, a shotgun and they're like holes everywhere. And I felt like initially um, it was sort of helping to join the dots. And that, that was really useful. I think the... The issue with therapy and me is that I'm not a very good patient. Um, So to begin with, it was great because I was super keen. I was really motivated to do like anything that was suggested. I was really focused, engaged in the sessions. Like they were, they're 50 minutes long and I could have easily doubled them. Like 50 minutes felt like it was way too short and I was just wanted more. Mm. and just very rapidly for me that just sort of dies a little bit and I end up struggling to focus for the full 50 minutes like I'm clock watching I start off being really 
um, open about things and like talking about anything. And gradually over time, I guess it's happened now with every person that I've had therapy with, I start to be, become quite selective about what I tell them. And I think it's because I'm such an inherent people pleaser that when I first meet a therapist, it's a professional relationship. It's just a stranger that's there to help me so I can tell them anything. But very rapidly, as soon as we develop any sort of a like relationship, yeah. my just need for them to like me takes over. And so I then don't want to talk about anything that paints me in a bad light. So I then start getting a lot less out of therapy because they'll, well, she was asking me like what sort of things were on my mind and what I've been thinking about. And I was deliberately choosing really safe things to disclose because I didn't want to come across badly. That's on me, not on her. Like she's not, she's not a mind reader. And I, I did feel certainly at the beginning that she was better than any therapist I've had before at sort of spotting that and like asking me difficult questions and not letting me sort of sidestep things. So definitely in the beginning, I found her a lot more switched on. And so she made me like for our first, our first or second session, she made me tell her um, about every time I'd had therapy before, why it had got wrong, gone wrong. Um, and like how she would know if, it, if ours was to go wrong in that way. And like, would I tell her what signs would I see? That's what she would she see that sort of thing. So in that's the, very insightful. Yeah. So initially I felt really like, oh my God, she, I'm not going to get away with anything. She, she gets me. <laughs> she gets me. She gets me. Does it turn into she's dead to me? <laughs> yeah. But that, that's the thing. That's what happens is like gradually over time, like, I don't know someone will say like slightly the wrong thing or or maybe forget something and I'll have to repeat it or not pick up on something and that that thought of she gets me will just change to she knows nothing about me and Mm. it's at that point that everything just starts to unravel I start not paying attention properly you lose you lose your faith and trust in yeah 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 it took a lot it took longer this time to happen but yeah by by the end so I did 20 sessions, um, and by the end, I'm not sure I was really getting anything out of it at all, other than it was quite nice to talk to someone about my week. But it was really, yeah. by the end, quite superficial, because... Well, I mean, I just want to preface yeah. this by saying that if there are people listening, and you do think that you may need therapy, that everybody's experience of therapy is very different. It is different every single time you go to see a therapist or counsellor or talk to someone. You'll find different types of people, different types of therapy that can be used. And certain types of therapy are more beneficial to you than others. Um, I find CBT is a really good therapy for me because it doesn't focus on the here and now, what's going on in your life, how can how can I change this? It just focuses on kind of changing your thought patterns away from all of the stuff that's going on. Some people find that a lot easier than talking about day-to-day stuff. So I think it is it is important to remember that mm. sometimes as ADHDers, we do have unrealistic expectations. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure that all of us in our, in our, in our work life, life have forgotten things about customers or clients or whatever it is it is just something that happens 
Um, but yeah, just wanted to preface that by saying um, that it is different for everybody. So back to the questions, Shell. Do you feel that it helped with your dissociation? Because you said you've said many times now that you you used to dissociate, or I don't know if you still do this, but do you feel like it it helped in the beginning, or did it go away, or is it less? I don't think it helped in terms of reducing the episodes or the frequency. I do, I do think I understand now more why it happens. So it's a it's a protective mechanism, left over from a time when I needed it. I don't need it now, but my brain still does it. Yeah. Um. So I definitely feel better understanding, sort of what it is and why it happens. The episodes have massively reduced. Um. I don't get anywhere near the same level, and they're not as intense. Um. But. I don't, I don't think that that was a therapy. I think that's the other things that I've been doing since I found out that I've had ADHD. So like trying to really reduce processed foods to get healthier, going to the gym, um, trying to do like mindfulness stuff, taking time for me. I think it, it's that more than anything because as soon as, so I had, a, I had about a week and a half where I couldn't go to the gym. It was when my mother and Nora had had a, a op just life just got in the way it was a very busy time I just wasn't able to go to the gym for about a week and a half and everything started flooding back I started dissociating a lot more my brain felt like it had been turbocharged my thoughts were I couldn't control them they were just pinging around yeah and as soon as I got back into my routine and I was like you know drinking trying to drink more water take my vitamins go to the gym like it, it all calmed back down so I think it's my lifestyle changes have yeah. done more than the therapy. And do you think that that type of therapy is something that you would want to do again? Um, or do you think that you don't need it now? So I don't think I would do it again. I'm glad I have done it. But yeah, I think I've probably taken everything from it that I was going to. I would happily still try other forms of therapy. Um I'm really interested to to try um, ADHD coaching. So now I've got that sort of gap where I was doing mm. therapy. I might look at seeing whether or not I can get a coach and see whether something more specific. Yeah, see whether that's more helpful. I would I would say to people that um, are looking at doing therapy is research <laughs> which we're all good at if you've got adhd research what type the best type of therapy is going to be for you because i sometimes find that an individualized approach is what works a bit better for people and adhd coaching is a good one uh, if you struggle with adhd things <laughs> which which you do because you need somebody that understands yeah. adhd that can give a non no judgment that basically and you and you need that validation that somebody understands you as you because it's there's nothing worse than telling someone your innermost feelings and then them going oh right okay well why do you do that um and i know that that's what they have to do especially if you're not self-aware there might be things that you're doing that are inherently bad for you um but sometimes it can feel like they don't really understand why you're doing something and then that can make you feel like you're you're not you know listened to or that they don't understand who you are so I think it's important to remember that one thing that I was going to ask you is this type of therapy that you're having 
how does it work? Like, is it done online? Is it in person? What are the sessions like? Yeah, it's all online. I've, I've never, never met my therapist. I think she lives several hours from me. So it's usually just done over Teams, Microsoft Teams. So she'll send me a link. Um, sessions are 50 minutes. Yeah, I don't know whether or not. So I have had in the past, I have had therapy in person before. But this is before I knew I had ADHD. So that that might be conflicting factor um but i don't think being in person compared to being online is particularly different for me i think maybe online i've got the ability to clock watch more because i can subtly or i think i'm doing it subtly look at the corner of the screen whereas you can't do that so easily in person um but i would still so like when i'm in my session online i'll be like fidgeting with my fingers and my feet and stuff under the desk um, and I'd st- I still would do that in person. I would just probably like have my hand in my pocket and I'd be playing with the seams or something like that. So yeah. it might be maybe a little bit better to hold my focus if someone was in person um, rather than on a screen. But ultimately, it's, it's what's being said, isn't it? That, that hold your interest or not. Yeah. And the process itself. So you went online. How does it start? Does, does, does she ask you or he ask you about your time your week or do you just go straight into like I guess what I'm trying to say is what what do you talk about what does the like, session look like yeah what does the session look like that's a better way of putting it so we start off ask how my week had been um she always would ask if there's anything that I specifically wanted to discuss in the the session or had hoped that we would um talk about um which even if there was, I would always answer no to. <laughs> Ridiculous. Um, and yeah, then she'd ask about my week and we'd talk about that a little bit, like five, ten minutes. Um, any sort of problems, she'd sort of ask questions about them and ask how that had made me feel, that sort of stuff. And then we'd sort of move into the the meat of the session um, and we'd go over, depends what we were working on. So when we were doing the dissociation stuff, she was asking a lot of questions about my past and we were just talking through like past events and stuff. So that would probably be like about half an hour-ish. And then the last bit of the session, um, she'd usually sort of finish it off by um, asking me like what I had planned before she was next going to see me, if there's anything that you know I was worried about. Um, if there's anything else that I wanted to cover. Now, she would always say that, like, in the last, like, couple of minutes of the session. So I don't know what would have happened if... If you actually said yes. She'd have said that, and I'd have, like, dropped this bomb or something and been like, yeah, we really need to talk about X, and it was, like, something really serious and big that just couldn't be covered in two minutes. I don't know what would have happened in that scenario, but there is no circumstance in which I would have said that. Very much like when you get a haircut and somebody shows you the back of the mirror and says, what do you think? Like the only appropriate response is, oh yeah, no, lovely, lovely. Even if, you know, you've got steps in your hair and it's a different colour than what you asked for, you're still going to go, no, no, great, yeah, lovely. That's, a, that's amazing. Um, and what quali- quali- what qualifications did she have? So she's a psychologist, so she's got a... a doctorate in psychology i'm asking um, you questions that you might not even know here <laughs> no i don't know it beyond that i don't know beyond that whether or not she has any additional 
<laughs> yeah, letters or anything. I know she's a psychologist. So I'm just thinking of questions that most people would would ask so yeah I probably would have done more research on her background had she not come recommended by my psychiatrist so he knows her very well professionally Um, they used to work together a while ago um, when they worked in a hospital setting and now they both work for a private company so will the therapist ask you well your therapist in general well, they ask you a lot of questions. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes, some sessions, it was like just questions, really. It felt like, yeah. And what if you don't want to talk about certain topics? Are you allowed to just say, I don't want to talk about that, and you move on from it? Or do they push you? Um, yeah, I definitely remember her saying, if there's anything that I wasn't comfortable talking about, that was okay. In reality, what happens with me is I just avoid the subjects I don't want to talk about, like the things that I... So I I don't know if it's because I process emotions differently, but the the things that people assume would upset me don't. So I can talk about, you know, fairly traumatic incidences um, and and it's fine, like I'm totally... Yeah, I'm just talking about it like I'm just having chatting with you and having a conversation and probably cracking a few jokes. Whereas the stuff that is really on my mind and keeps me up at night, I just wouldn't mention to her. So yeah. she wouldn't think to ask about it because she wouldn't know that it was a problem. So I see what you're saying. It's easy, unless you're open and honest with your therapist during talk therapy, really... There's not much that they can do to help you there. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm fully aware that I'm my own, my own worst enemy because <laughs> the areas that we did talk about, she really helped me with. But yeah, like I said, I, I, I kept progressively more and more, I just kept it superficial to things that weren't really a big deal. So why should somebody, I know you've talked about your experience, you've had positive and negatives, but why should somebody go to therapy when they could just talk to or get advice from their friends or family? Um, well, she didn't give me advice, I think is the, the big difference. Because I think, I feel like when you talk to your friends, if you care about someone, you want to help them. And so you're always like, certainly like my friends or when I, people come to talk to me, I can't help myself. I'm like trying to fix the problems and giving them advice. Um, but she didn't really give yeah. any advice. It was more just sort of talking it through and asking questions. And most of the time I sort of stumbled on the answers myself. It was it was more like she was a, a guide. I feel like when you talk to a friend, basically that, when you talk to a friend, they're trying to solve your problems for you. Whereas when I talked to her, she didn't, wasn't trying to solve anything for me. She was trying to get me to a stage where I would sort it out myself. Yeah. So that, I think, is more useful. Yeah, Yeah. that's definitely more useful long-term because you draw your own conclusions. Yeah. So it's not somebody putting ideas into your head and saying, well, you should do this and you should do that. It's all about you coming to your own conclusions. Yeah, and then you've got ownership of it. So, you know, if you do something because so-and-so told you to and it works out okay, then... It's not really your credit to take. It's the person who told you to do it. Yeah. Whereas if it's your own idea, I think you feel a bit more, like it helps your confidence and stuff. Is there anything else that you'd like to say about therapy? Um, I think it's really important to choose your therapist carefully. Um, So I 
although like I said I'm a nightmare patient I did I did really like my therapist though I felt like she was someone who she just felt very down to earth and um relatable like I felt like we were I don't want to say in a different circumstance we might have been friends because that sounds a little creepy but I mean like I felt like although she didn't disclose a huge amount about herself (laughs) I think I can probably guess that we have very similar life values we're kind of ish at similar stages in our lives you know we had a lot a lot in common I could just I, I knew that um, and we sort of clicked when we were talking, like it wasn't awkward, there weren't big pauses. We would, we had a similar sense of humour, like we would be genuine in our laughter at each other's like little jokes and stuff. And I think that's really important. I've had therapy in the past, long, long time ago, yeah. um, with someone who it was actually a couples therapy. And it was someone who I just had no connection with this woman whatsoever. I was just going because we'd agreed to go to this couples therapy and she offered it and she was the person that we went through a company or something like that and she was the person we were given and so I didn't really have any choice. Yeah. And yeah, it definitely makes a big difference if you have a good rapport with your therapist because yeah. as much as I put up roadblocks and, and didn't talk about stuff I probably should have talked about, that would have been a million times worse if from session one, I'd have thought, I don't really like this person. I don't, she doesn't really get me. You know, the only way that my therapist was able to get in at all is because I liked her as a person. Yeah. And I think that's important to say, if you do go to therapy and you're just not gelling with your therapist, it's okay to find somebody else. You don't have to stick with the same person. There's no point in white knuckling through your sessions if you really don't feel connection. Yeah. I would say like you, you you almost won't get anything out of it if you're if you're like me and you go and see someone and you don't click with them you just won't get anything out of it be a waste waste of you, both your time each therapy has got different strengths and it's suited suited to different individuals and different people's needs um, and the effective of that therapy as shell said depends on your specific needs and uh, wing- willingness to engage <laughs> in the process um, so hopefully. You've learned a lot about therapy in this episode. There are many different types of therapy, just a few to name. There's cognitive behavioural therapy, there's psychotherapy, there's talk therapy, there's, like you said... the Schema therapy. counselling, DBT, uh, which is really good for personality disorders, couples therapy, exposure therapy, mindfulness therapy, trauma therapy, um, and the list goes on and on and on. So if you feel that you do need to talk to somebody, please do your research, find out what may be best for you and what is suited to you. And um, hopefully you can start working through some of your problems and getting the answers that you need. So just enough time. It's been quite a serious episode. Let's lighten <laughs> has, the mood a bit. It has. <laughs> and talk about what did you ADHD this week, Sparky? So this is, this is, this is where my mind goes into like... I don't, I don't even know what the word to use is, where you have like, you think one thing and then you change. What's the word for it? Like you change your mind or you think one thing, but you're doing something different. So contradictive. Okay, so my brain okay. is contradictive. So, cognitive dissonance, I think. Yes, that's it. That's what I'm looking for, cognitive dissonance. So at the beginning of the week, it was all like, I heard a lot of stories about AI. 
So I kind of got a little bit hyper-focused on, uh, hyper on AI technology. And I was like, it's bad. This is going to happen. AI is going to take over the world. Technology, it's never going to be the same. It's never going to be the same. And I was all in this like f slump of, I can't believe that all these jobs are going to be took by AI. The, the, you know, what, what, what we're going to be doing in the future, like all, all that's going to be is robots walking around and we're just going to be slaves to robots, right? So obviously all these conspiracy theories. <laughs> And then... Nothing like worst case scenario. <laughs> and then midweek, I found something that is AI that actually helped, <laughs> helped me do something that I really wanted to do for ages. And then I was like, oh my God, AI is absolutely amazing. And <laughs> I've been literally hyper-focused on AI. So just to put this into context... Um, I've spoke about this before. I've made a feature film and it's been shot on several different cameras. So some of the cameras are lower quality than the others and you can clearly tell it. And now AI has come out, you can have AI like in enhanced videos that will upscale your videos to make it look amazing. So oh. I've literally been hyper-focused on it the last few days, like staying up to like three, four, five, six, nine, <laughs> like trying to get things upscaled. And actually, something's upscaling right now on the computer. <laughs> <laughs> I just keep looking at it, like thinking, please work. So yeah, I've been I've been really hyper-focused on AI technology this week, which was a complete 360 from the beginning of the week where I hated AI. <laughs> so yeah, I've been living in cognitive dissonance and now actually switched from one hyper-focus of hating AI to <laughs> loving AI. Am I going to start doing the podcast to just a picture of your face and a, and a bot? It's funny you should say that actually because you can actually do text to AI voice. So we could actually get to a point where we don't actually need to record and we've already spoke about this in our first episode, how much I hate my voice. I could just type what I needed to say each week and then someone else could just say it for me. That would be absolutely incredible, wouldn't it? <laughs> just think we'd never miss an episode then. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. Yeah, we not have like, to worry Sorry, about... Shell, I can't make it. Can you just type me something up? <laughs> send the bot. <laughs> just send the bot. <laughs> yeah, and you know what would be really fun? I could actually make episodes and pretend that you're talking. I could say whatever I want. Oh, no. I don't like the sound of this. Anyway, this episode has gone on forever. We should yes. let everybody get back Let's to their end lives. It. Let's end it. Right. I guess we'll see you next week for another episode of All Things ADHD. Bye-bye. All right, that's everything this week, guys. But if you want to carry on with the conversation, join us over on our social media platforms. We're on all the major channels and our handle is at a dopamine kick. We'd also be super grateful if you could leave us a review on the podcast wherever you're listening as it helps us to grow our audience and help more people. Okay, we'll see you in the next one. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.